The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have been paying attention When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the try this again. It's not letting me do watch parties, though. I'm telling you, Facebook is fucking with me. Every day I sign on to Facebook, every day, and it says, somebody from Portland, Oregon signed on as you. Was this you? I say no, and they have to change my password every day. Do you use a VPN? I don't know what that is, so I'm going to have to say no. Okay. He does? Oh, I just going to do my best to get this up, that's all. Alrighty, let's get this show on the road for the second time. Take two. For some reason, um, Facebook defaulted to only me when we were podcasting the first five minutes of the show, so let's try it again. All right, no papa buzz. I want to thank our uh, sponsors today: McLennan Real Estate, AFC Urgent Care, Marsan and Sun Construction. EIS Investigations. You can get your gun training there if you want to go get your gun permit. Go get your uh, certification at EIS. They're uh, right by the loop over in Methuen. Go in and see the two Joes. Tell them that I said hello. Borelli's Deli. I had Borelli's Deli last night at TMF Family Dinner for the Homeless. Um, I don't have his name, but somebody donated dinner. And not only donated it, but went to Borelli's and bought the dinner and then brought it to us. So last night, uh, there were some leftover meatballs. I had some of the meatballs. I had no idea that Borelli's Deli made great meatballs. But every time I try something new there, it's like more fantastic than the last thing I tried. Basically, have you had anything bad from Borelli's ever? Um, I don't think I have. Exactly. I don't think I have. But some of it, some of it's like you know, like regular, like like their um, their liverwurst. It's okay. It's you know, like it's liverwurst, right? It's as good as liverwurst can be. But then you try it's like their tortellini, and it's amazing. Like it's way better than any tortellini you're going to get anywhere else. Um, and we love Don Smeriglio. He's a great guy. Does a lot for the community. I uh, also want to thank Clear Path New England, who is here today. We're going to talk a little bit about homeless veterans and veteran services. JG's ice cream. You know, even though it's cold and summer's over. Doesn't mean you can't have ice cream. Ice cream is still good, like 24-7, 12 months a year, no matter what. In fact, the best time to go is now because there's no, there isn't a big line. So you want to go get um, your mocha chocolate chip or something, you go, go over to JG's. And it won't melt? Uh, no, and it won't melt because it's like two degrees outside. And Andover Optical, we certainly appreciate Andover Optical. Um, 
as our new sponsor. If you're going to get glasses or you need an eye exam, go to Andover Optical. Tell them that you appreciate that they sponsor this program and the Valley Patriot, because I guarantee you they're getting letters from people who hate us saying, he's a racist, he's a worm, he's a jerk, he says mean things. Why are you, we're going to boycott you if, if you keep advertising with him. <laughs> Um, and so we know that they're hearing it from the other side. So please go there and uh, tell them you appreciate uh, them sponsoring the program. Who else do we have? Free uh, a free shout out to Nathaniel Car Wash, Don Scientech, and Four Star Lighting and Electric. We've got to get Joe back here. I'm going to have to remember to send him a um, an email after the show and try and get him back on the program. He's fun to have too. Um, what do we have? We've got a couple of things going on here in Methuen. I say here in Methuen. We're actually in Salem, New Hampshire. Um, it's not even really worth doing a second time, is it? It was so good the first time. How do you do it twice? So um, I noticed that the two two meetings ago, there was a big kerfuffle at the Methuen City Council meeting. And the issue was that uh, the evil Tom Duggan, the evil Darth Vader who kicks puppies on Sundays, Tom Duggan, published a story about the Methuen City Court getting COVID-19 or testing positive for it the day before the election. And by the way, I stand by my position that that is a legitimate story. I've had many people call me and say that's not always, someone getting COVID is not news. And to that I say, you're right. Someone getting COVID is not news. However, when the guy running an election the day before an election tests positive, and I have city councilors raising questions about whether or not it's going to hamper the ability of the town to uh, run the election the next day, that is a legitimate story. I mean, like it or not, it's a legitimate story, and that's why I, pu- I published it. When I published it, however, it caused a big kerfuffle, a big big dust up at the Methuen City Council meeting. Jim McCarty and Steve Sable were salivating in their seats when they heard uh, Methuen Mayor Perry say that he thought that it was Nick DiZaglio that was my source on the story. And they all started yelling, you violated HIPAA, you violated HIPAA. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, violating HIPAA, I've heard that somewhere before. I've seen, by the way, HIPAA is the, um, the federal law that says if you are a employer or you're a nurse or a doctor that has access to someone's medical records, it's a federal law if you disclose anything in their medical record or anything about their medical condition, if you're their employer, their doctor, their lawyer, or somebody who works in the medical professional field. So first it was Tom Duggan violated HIPAA, and it was on and on about how I violated HIPAA. But there are three Supreme Court rulings saying that the press is exempt from HIPAA. We're not, if someone steals Ben's medical records tomorrow and gives it to the Boston Globe, they can publish it. Now, he might be able to sue them for something else, right? But it's not a HIPAA violation. The person who gave it to the Boston Globe violated HIPAA. Or the person who gave it to that person, the person who had access to the records that initially stole it or copied it, they're in violation. So they went from Tom Duggan violated HIPAA to, no, 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 it was Nick DiZaglio that violated HIPAA. He must be the source. And Methuen's soon-to-be former city council chairman, uh, Jim McCarty, was outraged. Outraged! He was climbing out of his seat. Council DiZaglio, you're putting us at risk. You're putting us at risk for a lawsuit. You violated HIPAA. And I keep hearing this word HIPAA. And I'm like, wait, but there's something. I remember something happening with HIPAA. So I went back to the June 1st meeting. I will have this clip for you. Not next week. We're not here next week. The week after, I will have the clip for you of Jim McCarty at the June 1st Methuen City Council meeting 
talking about the medical condition of two Methuen police officers who were out injured in the line of duty and said what their medical condition was. It, you know, they always accuse other people of what they themselves are doing. Whenever someone's making an accusation like that at a public meeting, you can almost bet like real money, like hard money, like a thousand dollars that that person themselves has violated HIPAA when they do something like that. So I went back and sure as hell, they, uh, he talked about the medical condition of an injured police officer named Jim Jajuga Jr. And I can't remember who the other one was, but there was another officer who was out ILD and he talked about his medical condition, like specific medical condition. So please just spare us all the fake outrage, spare us the politicking from the table. He's yelling and screaming at Nick DiZaglia with no evidence whatsoever, other than somebody at the table said, well, we heard it from Tom Duggan, which is bizarre, because Jim McCarty reads around telling everybody Tom Duggan's got no credibility. Everything he says is a lie, until someone at the table says Tom Duggan said something they want to hear, and then he just runs with it as if it's gospel. It's amazing how stupid these, how did all of the stupid people get elected? Like every stupid person in every community is sitting on some kind of a board. It really is ridiculous. Um, let's see. I had one other Methuen thing, but I'm going to save it because um, I can't remember what we've talked about on this show or the, or the 10 minutes of the show that we, that we weren't even on. Um, big, big to-dos today with um, Rudy Giuliani. So Rudy Giuliani had a press conference today real quick, then I'll get to my guests. Um, talking about the specific fraud that they found in this election. I don't know how anybody can say with a straight face, as CNN did the second that that press conference was over, that there is no such thing as voter fraud. That's like there's no such thing as water. What do you mean there's no such thing as voter fraud? Of course there's voter fraud. And Giuliani and the Trump team believe that they have enough proof of enough fraud. And here's the phrase they keep using. I wish they would stop. They keep saying, we have enough votes to, quote, overturn the election. And that's just bad phrase. That's bad marketing right there. Because you're not overturning the election. You're overturning the unofficial vote count. That's what you're doing. And Giuliani's smart enough. He should know this. That, like, in his own messaging, he's hurting himself. Um, I urge everyone to watch that, because I know CNN did not show it live. And I know MSNBC did not show it live. They took selected clips and then mocked him took it out of context, and then mocked him as if there's no such thing as voter fraud. As we discussed in the last show, we know there's voter fraud. Uh, what else? Oh, and I have one more thing. And you know, let's, let's just talk about uh, in Wyndham, New Hampshire, right here, voter fraud, right here, right here in Wyndham, New Hampshire. We're in Salem, but like five feet down the road. So there's a story that I want to encourage everybody to read. It's in the... It's on patch, believe it or not. So it's in Wyndham patch. Hundreds of votes shift at Wyndham recount. So there's a Democrat in Wyndham who apparently is not part of the program who asked for a recount because they thought that maybe there was a couple of mistakes. Like a few things just didn't seem right to her. She wasn't even alleging voter fraud. She wasn't even alleging that she lost because of voter fraud or she lost because of bad counting. She just wanted an accurate count. This is what happens when you have honest Democrats. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. So they did a hand recount in Wyndham, and what they found was that four Republican and three Democrat state rep candidates were shorted votes, while another Democrat got all of the votes that the other, that the other candidates were shorted. <laughs> but there's no such thing as voter fraud. This is, by the way, this is not some fly-by-night organization. This is Wyndham Patch. 
This is owned. I think they're still owned by um, who's patched owned by now? The um, Huffington Post, right? Still, I think. Um, so not exactly like a right wing press organization. And if you read through this story, it talks about how hundreds of votes here, according to the hand recount of paper ballots, Sorty, who was one of the candidates, was shorted 297 votes. McMahon was shorted 298 votes. Griffin was shorted 299 votes. And Lynn was shorted 303 votes. On the other hand, the Democrat got all those votes. Like that one Democrat. So it came from other Democrats who couldn't win. And it went to the Democrat that was closest to the top to push them in. This is not me making this up. This isn't not my reporting. People always like to question my reporting. That's fine. I encourage people to question my reporting and do your own research. This is from this is from the Wyndham Patch, and I've posted it on my page. So we now know through Rudy Giuliani's press conference today that many of the votes and the voting machines sent the data to Germany and other countries to be counted and sent back via the internet. Yeah, what could go wrong? What could go wrong having other countries count our votes? So please don't tell us there's no such thing as voter fraud, please. And um, even if there isn't enough voter fraud to overturn the unofficial vote count so that Trump can win, we still need to know this stuff so we can stop it in the next election. Like, there's going to be another election in two years, and we need to know. Uh, we also had a breaking story this week about Veterans Northeast Outreach in Haverhill. Sorry, I don't mean to make you guys feel uncomfortable here, but it, it, it's news, so we got to talk about it. I got a call from somebody in North Andover. Why don't you pull that up for me, the, uh, the, the invoice? We got a call from somebody in North Andover that said, Tom, you're not going to believe this. Your buddy's over at, they, they, they say buddy sarcastically, your buddy's over at Veterans Northeast Outreach just sent us a bill for $18,600. For services that we're giving to North Andover veterans here at Veterans Northeast Northeast Outreach in Haverhill. And so I called a couple of other communities, and wouldn't you know it, they charged, I think, Drake and Lowell and a few other communities. They sent them bills for thousands and thousands of dollars. Then I get a copy of a letter from a military organization that gives money to Veterans Northeast Outreach to pay for the things they're billing communities for, like groceries. Um, food, um, medical services. So what Veterans Northeast Outreach has done is they get grants and private donations to pay for these things. They take the money and pay for these things. They hand out the services, and now they're sending bills to local community so they can get paid again, which I always thought was double dipping. Maybe it's me. I'm not a law enforcement officer. I'm not an officer of the court or the government. But it just seems to me that that's double dipping. So I dug a little deeper into this. Uh, I talked to some people in North Andover at the town. Most of them did not want to go on the record. But the veterans service officer from North Andover did send us a letter saying that, A, they're not paying it. B, they don't owe it. And C, there's never been a prior arrangement with Veterans Northeast Outreach to reimburse them for what they're claiming is some kind of COVID expense. Now, I'm not sure how giving out groceries is a COVID expense. Maybe it is, right? But it just seems to me to raise an awful lot more questions than, than, than it does answers. So I talked to Methuen. They got one. I talked to Methuen Mayor Neil Perry. He met this morning, I believe, with Tom Hargraves, their VSO. I'm waiting to hear from him. 
as to whether or not they plan on paying it or what they're going to do about it. But it just seems really odd that once again now we have a veterans organization that's supposed to take care of veterans, and we're going to do a negative story about it. And it really does break my heart because I don't want that to cast aspersions on any veteran organization that's actually providing services to veterans. And despite the fact that I think they're screwing up royally with their, with their new head, Ed Mitchell, who we've talked about in the past, they do provide services for veterans. And, and it really sucks for me because we put, we put veterans in the front page of our paper every month to honor them. We have got two of them here today. We're going to talk to the rest of the show. My, I've always seen my goal is to try, as a newspaper publisher, was to try to, one of my goals is to try and honor the veterans who went out and served our country that gave me the right and protected my right of a free press. If I'm going to have a newspaper, we should be thanking the people who allowed this to happen. And so every month we put a, a hero veteran on the front page and we honor them. But it just really hurts when you hear about this kind of stuff going on at Veterans Northeast Outreach. Especially now that we hear that they want to go for profit, which is absolutely disgusting to me, that someone wants to make money on homeless veterans. That just, there's nothing right about that, to quote my friend, to quote one of my friends. Um, sitting with us today, and I don't know if you guys want to comment on this or not, you can, or if you'd like to not, then that's fine. Um, Randy Carter, who works for CARES, you're working for CARES through the city of Methuen? The volunteer. Oh, you're a volunteer. Yeah. That's even better. The guy's working for free. Right, um, and Jason Gilbert, who's with Clearpath New England for vet- it's Clearpath for Veterans New England. That, that's I, correct. I always uh, say it wrong. Yep, I'm um, actually the program director. Uh, Randy is a volunteer for us, working in the Merrimack Valley and Methuen area, um, doing outreach and providing food boxes and services to the community. Um, I would like to comment actually on um, what you just were talking about. Um, these are services that are provided to our veterans. These are services that do not cost our veterans a dime, and they shouldn't cost our veterans a dime. Um, I understand during, you know, during COVID, there are extra costs for PPE, um, things of that nature. That should be at the expense of the agency. Um, I really they, they do qualify for like. COVID cares funding if they're doing stuff that has to do with COVID, right? Of course, of yeah. course. Um, Clearpath so wh- Clear for Veterans, you know, applied for that funding and received funding to help with, um, you know, uh, payroll protection, PPE, um, utilizing um, donors to help in that process as well. Um, and that's at no cost to the veteran. And it should never have, um, from what I'm hearing, the VSOs are receiving invoices, since when do we solicit our VSOs in any community to support a nonprofit? Right. Um, well, not only that, but I talked to Jamie Melendez this morning. I also talked to Haverhill Mayor Jim Ferentini, both of whom told me that they got an apology from VNOC saying that it was a mistake. And then I looked at the invoice. It doesn't say that what I was told for, by Jim Ferentini and Jamie was that, well, it was a mistake and it's not really an invoice. It's a suggested donation. So I went back to that invoice that we just showed on the screen. It doesn't say suggested donation. It says invoice. Invoice is something you're supposed to pay because you get some kind of a service from somebody. And so I think they're just Now they've been caught. They're just lying. Yeah, I think, I, you know... Uh Personally, I, I don't want to speak on behalf of any agency, but uh, personally, I think, you know, the idea is great. I think, you know, maybe they should have had more conversation and the execution was bad. Um, 
that's really all I want to say. Yeah, I mean, look, if that's what they really wanted to do, if they were looking maybe to partner with the VSOs, you don't do it retroactively. You don't say, here's a bill, and then you know, we'll talk about it afterwards. You call them beforehand and say, listen, um, you know, we could use some donations. Do you guys have any CARES funding that we can work with you guys on? And maybe we can help you with something else. And you make an, a prearranged, and the letter that I got from the VSO in North Andover basically said that because they have no prearrangement with, with VNOC on this, they're not paying it. And I think if they had a prearrangement, if they did go to the towns and say, here's what we can do for you if you can do this for us, some of these towns might actually be willing to make that do- make a, either that donation or a smaller donation. It just seems like the way that it was done is just typical Ed Mitchell to me. I mean, I'm watching what's going on up there, and I'm getting calls, by the way. I don't know if you guys are. I'm getting calls by veterans who say they're being turned, turned away up there. And I know it breaks my heart. I actually, I actually was teared up talking to one of the veterans because all I could think of was John Ratka saying, I don't care if they're violent. I don't care if they've got mental issues. If you're a veteran, you're welcome. We'll figure out a way to help you. We'll figure it out. We're not turning anyone away. We'll figure it out. And he always seemed to do that. And now I'm hearing the opposite from the organization that John built, and it, and it, and it breaks my heart. Randy, you used to work there, right? Did you, did you want to any, Jason and any I of this? Jason you, oh, that's how you both worked there, right? Jason was my boss. Yeah. I I don't know if I want to touch that. Sorry, right. okay. honestly, honestly, um, fair enough. We need to move. You know, forward. we 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 really. Um, I left in July in uh, 2019, and I've been successful to land back on my feet uh, with another nonprofit that has a similar vision to what I was accustomed to, um, and I want to really move forward with that right. agency. Right. Um, I left in September of the same year, and um, I was lucky enough to be able to piggyback on with Jason at Clearpath. Clearpath has that same mentality, uh, veteran first, and we'll figure it out later. Right, right. And that was John's mission, and I knew John well. Came to my bashes, we gave him an award. Um, I mean, really, I I can't ever remember meeting someone like John Ratka. Like, in my lifetime, I can't ever remember. I remember being there and having a veteran come in who had been somewhat violent the last time he was there, and everybody was like, oh, he's back, and they went over and they talked to him, and they found a way to help him off-site. Like, they took him out of the building because they didn't want him fighting with the person he fought, had been fighting with before who was there. And they took him off-site, and they found a way to help get this guy the services that he needed without having having the issues. And I see what's happening. And I want VNOC to succeed. Despite the fact that the guy, the guy who's there is there, I want VNOC to succeed because I want John's legacy to succeed. I want, John, I want what John spent his whole life building to not have been for nothing. And so I'm just hoping that they can just change things around up there. I'm hoping they can get a better director and, and stop with all this for-profit nonsense. Because our veterans, goddammit, deserve these services, and they shouldn't have to be jumping through hoops and playing politics to get it. I mean, it's not, it's not the agency that helps the veteran. It's the people that are part of the agency. And that's what I get from ClearPath. It's, it's the people that – I mean, you and I have worked hand-in-hand numerous times on veterans mm-hmm. with veterans um, – Jason is, has been a mentor just so as, as John, and, and it was like anything you learn. You learn as you go sometimes, and that's what John – I remember going in John's office and asking him. I said, ah, we can't do this, and he got mad at me, and he pushed the paperwork off and just said, no, we're, we're going to do it. Right. And, and that's what I try to bring. That's what I'm trying to bring to Methuen Cares, and I, J- Jason is definitely bringing that to uh, Clearpath, and, and the same vision is there, and it's it's really showing in the last year since he's been there how much Clearpath has actually grown. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. First, let's talk about Methuen Cares. What is it that you do? What does Methuen Cares do? So 
when when I started volunteer with ClearPath, ClearPath is out of Fort Devens, and they're out of Mass. It's a Mass-based nonprofit. So Jason asked me if I could help him in the North Shore. So I went to the city of Methuen. I talked to the chief of staff, asking her if we could piggyback on their Methuen Cares. We'd have the veteran section of it, which um, I think you visited in the back of the store. Mm-hmm. And from there, it just morphed. Um, we were able to help our veterans plus more veterans in the area. And now Methuen Cares is expanding. We actually support Methuen Cares with food, food boxes, at their location. And also, we're set up at the Loop to help veterans throughout Merrimack Valley. So I think today we handed out 200 boxes. Yeah, it was uh, 200. I think it was 280. Wow. 280 in one day? In one day. In wow. three hours. Three hours. Wow. Um, so you've got like a line then when you get the there. line oh, yeah. by by the time the truck showed up was it was in between Margaritas and um, this Verizon store. The line wrapped around that parking lot and then went down the road. Wow! And it's like that every day, every Thursday, every, every Thursday. Thursday. Oh, oh, so it's not every day. You no, guys it's are just Thursdays. Yeah. So now, what are you doing in between? You're you're on the phone trying to get these donations. You're trying to get. This is, we're not trying to get donations. We don't get the donations. food donations. Oh, so, no, where, so, so where's the food come from? So this is the same source that other agencies use mass military support foundation it's it's a a truckload we get a thousand boxes a week um so we split that with devons devons handles half of that half of that shipment for north central and uh, we take boxes up to methuen all right and, and, and I, I think i kind of space so where, where, where does it come from? like who's making the donation of the food mass military support foundation has worked with the uh usda okay it's uh farmers to families program okay. and it's a free program um, so we, we are actually one of the selected organizations for distribution. And you had 280 people today. Today, not including the, sh- the 200 we dropped off at Methuen Care. And they're all veterans. Veterans in the community. Yeah. Wow. Veterans in the community. No, right. veterans in the community. In the community. community. So, so you don't have to be a veteran. Not for this program. For no. this program. Right. So, so, you, so it's not 280 veterans. Because I actually started getting nervous. If you have that many veterans no, once a week, then we should be doing something it's more. Not. It's, um, it's, it's definitely a mixture. I'm going to say that there is a good portion that are veterans. Um, as a matter of fact, a veteran came and gave Jason and I both challenge coins, coins for just for giving him a box of food every week. He, it helps him. He's a disabled veteran, and he's limited on his funds. Yeah. So if we can give him $20, $30 worth of food that's in those boxes – it's thirty dollars more in his paycheck, right? Or more that he gets. Right. So now, can is it? Do they have to be from Methuen, or can if you go to Lawrence Vet that's hungry and so so the uh, so we provide boxes in the Methuen area for the Merrimack Valley. So if you're from Lawrence, if you're from you know Merrimack Valley in general, okay, you're welcome. Yeah. Right. We actually yeah. had somebody from Lawrence today come and pick up about six boxes to take to veterans who can't. Physically leave their their ho- their homes to go to a, a food pantry. Right, correct. Yeah. So now, do you guys do some deliveries too, or do you depend yeah. on volunteers like that guy? No, I I, I make deliveries each week. Okay. I, I'm running a, everywhere: Bedford, uh, Lowell, um, some of the communities um, that were. And do, and do people need to like call in advance and say, "Hey, I'm going to come," uh, or do, can they just show up on a Thursday? And so. Since this is a short-term program, we did have to set up, you know, uh, drop-off points. Um, so we have relationships with the VSO in Lowell. We have relationships with Bedford VA. Um, relationships with um, who else? We have relationships with uh, Chelmsford Housing yep, Authority, Chelmsford, Chelmsford Shirley Meadows. So we drop off to them on a weekly basis. Methuen Cares, Methuen Cares, right. as well. So yeah. Methuen Cares. Um, 
actually is doing an amazing and it's it's nobody's nobody's benefiting benefiting from this other than the person in need correct so for anyone to say that this is a, a, a an agency that's a political driven or whatever it's not there are so many people out there that are going hungry because of covid that this is needed and well he owns a home well he owns a home because he worked hard to get that home and right. now covid is 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 strangling Rest- yeah right. restricting his funds yeah. and everything else for the family as a whole so anybody who's hungry can come on Thursdays yep. to the care center in Methuen at the Loop. And you said it's between Margarita's and uh, Verizon stores? Yeah, we just pull up in the parking lot yep. and just start handing out. Oh, 11, no. 11 to 1. There is a registration link. Right. There is a registration link for those that... Um, so you like can't just to. show up. You've got to go and register. You really should register. That right. way we can keep a good track We're of... We're not going to turn you away. Out to those okay. communities. Right. It's also for us to be able to report... That it is a working program. Mm-hmm. It, this program does work. So where do they go to register? That should be on the Methuen website, correct? It should be on Methuen Care's yeah. website. Okay. Um, and also on ClearPath's website, too. Correct. All right. I'll try and pull it up during the uh, during the During, during the, the commercial show. break? During, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We don't do. Com- we used to do commercial breaks on this program. Remember that way back when we thought we were a radio show. <sighs> but that's that's amazing, a, Tommy. That's just a piece of what we're doing within right. the communities. I mean, uh, you know, food security is obviously a big issue during COVID. Um, we're providing, um, you know, counseling services. Um, I've I had over the past. I'd say two weeks. I've had six veteran cases of um, at risk or homeless. Um, that we've been able to, you know, um, find solutions for through create creativity, really, uh, because right now ClearPath doesn't have uh, the means to, you know, uh, house someone in uh, yeah. transitional exactly yet um, in transitional housing or permanent housing. So we look for, you know, we look for um, outside referrals. Um, to provide that assistance, you know, through the SSVF program, through um, one of the cases I actually worked with the VFW, and the VFW u- utilized relief funds to put a veteran in a hotel for the weekend. And on Monday, I was able to get that hotel, uh, get that veteran lined up with VA services. So he was off the street, he was warm, he was taken care of mm-hmm. over the weekend. We made sure he had food. And on Monday, he was in for treatment. So now say you got someone, I have a, a, an apartment in North Andover, right? I got an empty bedroom. I've been trying to rent it out, but I don't want to just rent it out to anybody, right? Because a lot of people know who I am. I, they're going to be in my house. It's got to be somebody I'm going to be able to trust. Uh, what if I said, to, if I called you tomorrow and said, hey, look, I got an empty room. Um, the rent is like 900 a month with everything included. If you've got a veteran that's looking for a place... I'll give them the first couple of months for free till they get themselves on the uh, on. Is that something that you guys would do? Do you partner with people who have a place, or do you have to go through certain guidelines? All of the above. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of the above. I Every mean, situation is different. Um, exactly. It, yeah. Well, go ahead, Randy. Oh, well, let's just talk about the 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 veteran that you and I helped that was on the street for all those years and stuff. So, I almost took him in. Boy, I'm glad I didn't. But but, but, but anyways, I almost took him in because I had an empty room and I'm like, the guy's on the street. But it's a case-by-case basis. Right. His case is different than a, another veteran or the family coming in because that's obviously they can't take the one bedroom. Right. But they need wraparound services. So going to live with you is great, but they would also need to piggyback. And that's where ClearPath would come in and provide those wraparound services and, and you know, um, assign a peer, which would work directly with that veteran, 
to to help him with his claims, to help him with any additional services he may need. And so. and I only ask not because it's me, but I, I I can imagine that there's a lot of people in my audience who might have an ex- empty bedroom and say, "Hey, you know what?" Rather than just you know rent it to some stranger, if there's a veteran out there that needs it, maybe we can help them with rent. Maybe we can cut the rent down for all the moment. Maybe we can maybe we can help accommodate. And and I'm wondering if the average person, the uh, the regular general public, can call you and say, "Hey, we've got a room." If you if that's something that you guys can use, or does that or, or is that not going to be something that you guys can help with? It, it it may be difficult if they're utilizing um, you know. It, if they're low income and they need a subsidy or something like that, they may not fund something like that. Okay. But if they have income to support that, no problem. Yeah, because I mean, someone like me, I'd, I'd be willing to say like first three months for free to you get yourself on your on your feet and find another place. Or if you want to stay after that, we can work something out. Correct. Um, but I, 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 every day I walk by that empty bedroom in my apartment, and it's not really empty because I've got stuff in it, but like it's nobody's living in it. And I think, you know, I, I could like augment my rent a little bit and and give it... I've taken in three different homeless people. None of them were veterans, but I've taken in three different homeless people. Um, kind of regretted it because every homeless person has their own issues, and you end up dealing with it at home, right? Um, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a, a tragedy. It wasn't a tragic mistake that I made, and I'd be willing to do it if it was for a, a veteran, even older veteran, or even a younger veteran. And I'm just I'm just thinking that there's got to be people out there that are willing to help, and how we can get them in on board. Well, like the you know, it, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a it, it takes a group effort to to help a veteran or help anybody who's homeless. Like for instance, um, I couldn't ask for anybody better than Sue Foster. You know, she's Susan, great at um, Elder Services. Not mm-hmm. Elder Services, uh, the Senior Center in Methuen. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. She what she does is unbelievable. She she is the type of person that that you need to have out there because she doesn't say no. Let me. If I can't do it, I'm going to get somebody that can do it for you. Right, and that's that's what you need. We need more people like that out there. Uh, she called me today to to wish me luck on your show today. Okay, <laughs> and she says, "Tell Tommy I love him." I said, "Okay." Oh, she's the best. I love she her. She is the best. Um, her and Kareen are awesome. Kareen Papalaro. Uh, no, oh, no, Kareen at the scene. Kareen, sorry, Kareen. Kareen Papalaro is awesome too. She is. She is, um, she is very much. But Methuen Senior Center, they, they're doing some amazing stuff, especially with COVID. Um, so I'm glad that you guys kind of work with them a little bit. Um, at Clearpath, now I, I was I, I thought that we were going to have the girl with the puppy today, um, and I was all excited to have me? the puppy. Well, you know, kind of a puppy. But. So, so the 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 six podcasts I had set up, um, you know, by program. Unfortunately, today we had a, a our veteran peer, which he would have came on and spoke about his peer program. Uh, he he went on vacation, so he how actually, dare he? Yeah, I didn't approve yeah. that. Yeah, so he he's uh, had to, had to wait for testing, and um, here we are. <laughs> but to piggyback on Sue Foster, if there's a veteran who who has questions, I'm I am at the senior center on Wednesdays by appointment with Sue, so they can actually call the senior center and say, "Hey, I need to talk to Randy," and I can meet him there on Wednesdays. Oh, nice! They've uh, the senior center has actually given me a spot where I could actually meet with somebody. Fantastic. Now, is it are you finding it harder with COVID to help finding? Uh, traditional homes and jobs for veterans or because you guys have grants and stuff that are all kind of locked in that I'll be totally honest with you, Tommy, um, the jobs we're getting, we're getting job postings daily really? for positions wow. uh, to line up, you know, our veterans. With That's employment. great. Yeah. So if you're a veteran out there and you're homeless or you need a job, you need to be contacting ClearPath, contact Jason, contact Randy. 
um, because they've 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 got positions open, and that's a, that's a great thing for for. I didn't think of on the other end with COVID, there's jobs available because everybody's on unemployment and doesn't want to work, which it infuriates yeah. me. Yeah. But um, which brings me to something else. Can we just go off topic for a little bit? Can we pull up that picture? No, you're on my time. So, all right. So, uh, speaking of jobs, we hired finally after four years. We hired a new sales girl. Is she not cute? Look at that face, right? She's going to sell a lot of ads. I'm going to send it to all of the. I'm going to send it to all the muffler shops. <laughs> And all the electronic stores in Lawrence, and she's going to make a million dollars for the Valley Beach. <laughs> so this is Chelsea. Chelsea's my new sales girl. Hi, Chelsea. Um, she's going to, if we can hire two more people, she's going to be the sales manager. And the two new salespeople that I hire under her are going to work for her. Um, and she's going to manage them. You can't um, work for her. I, I, you can't work for her. I can't work for her? No, yeah, she works for me. No, I know, but I, you'd probably want to work for her. So. Yeah, well, I mean, look, there's, there's another whole thing going on, but we won't, we, we won't talk about we won't talk about that. Listen, everybody knows Tom Duggan. They know if I'm hiring Chelsea, they know what's going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, if you want to advertise, if you want to sponsor this program, if you want to advertise in the Valley Patriot, the phone is ringing. Like I, I'm, I have businesses are now calling again after the whole COVID shutdown. Um, and our advertising is expanding. So we're going to be expanding the paper, which means more pages, which means more content, which means more for you, the reader. Um, so if you, if you have a business, we could certainly use your business, and you'd like to advertise or sponsor the Valley Patriot or this program, uh, give me a call. I'll send Chelsea over to talk to you. Pull that picture up again. Like, Wouldn't you want a girl that looked this good walking into your shop to talk to you about advertising? I would buy whatever she was selling. Like, I don't care if she's selling women's shoes. I don't wear women's shoes, but I'd be buying them. <laughs> Because I would want her to come back, right? But on the on the you flip side, you need some uh, size ten pumps over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> on the flip side of that, if you're a Methuen or a Merrimack Valley business and you have openings, let Tommy know and and let what the job description is, and we may be able to fit that to a veteran. 100%. Oh, absolutely. If someone calls me and says they've got a, they've got a job opening, um, and they're interested in hiring a veteran, I will immediately get that to to Randy and Jason. And we'll get you a veteran to work for you. So maybe, you know, I know somebody was just telling me they were looking for help just in the last day or two. Uh, oh, AFC Urgent Care is looking for help. Yeah, they're looking for medical care, medical, and I'm, I'm out looking. Right. There's, there's nurses out there. There's there's uh, there's people out there looking to be in the medical field. I mean, they don't lay off, right? <laughs> yeah, no, they don't lay off with COVID. They're so, going to be hiring and hiring. But, yeah. And they'll train, too. Like, if they hire somebody who doesn't have the exact skill, Lisa will, Lisa will pay to train them. Especially if they're a veteran, she she loves the veterans and she's always helping out um, on the side. So so that's great. If if you know someone who's a veteran who's looking for work, please let us know. Please email me, email Randy, email Jason, um, and we will take care of or them. Or if you're a business, right? Yeah. Correct. And if uh, if if you're interested in advertising in the Valley Patriot. Uh, please give us a call. We'll send Chelsea to come see you. And if you're a veteran-owned business, he'll give you a discount. Yeah, I do give I do give discounts to veterans. I'm just trying to pimp you out. But no, but it's, but that's actually true. Yeah. Like you thought you were joking, but I actually do. Um, if you're a veteran-owned business, we do give you a discount. Um, and if you stay with us for six months or more, we give you an even bigger discount. Um, so uh, Clearpath New England is in Devons. Clearpath for veterans. I'm sorry, Clearpath for veterans New England. Is in Devons. You've got the um, you get the drop off spot in Methuen. Where else are you guys? We're uh, we're really Spread all out. over the north central area right now. Um, you know, Fitchburg, Lemonster. Um, we're assisting the VSOs in all those communities um, across New England. We have um, we have case management clients that we work in v- Vermont, New Hampshire. Um, we have a contract through um, 
uh, neuro rehab management to provide case management to those that have uh, TBIs mm-hmm. or PTSD issues. I um, want to just touch on that for what exactly that is. Well, that's what I was doing. Okay. Yeah, Randy. <laughs> And uh, that, that program is funded through the independence program from the Wounded Warrior Project. So um, they, they fund NRM. We provide the case management for those veterans. Um, that could be, you know, we, case management could be just working with them on a, a, taking them out to a recreational activity, going bowling with them, uh, providing those peer services, uh, workshops, we have flag workshops every single month that these veterans can go to and build a beautiful flag uh, through um, Old Glory Millworks. And um, I'm not—I I, want to say it's—I don't want to say the town because I don't know actually. But um, uh, Lance Perkins—he's amazing, and he walks you through the steps of building a flag. That's just you know, that's one of those um, free services that are provided to our veterans. You know to help with their time you know have you found it getting easier or harder to help veterans in need through the last year of covid almost a year of covid um it's it seems like i I used to get complaints from from people who provided the services you guys do that it's so hard to get the veteran who needs the services to admit they need the services and come to us Um, i know jt torres was actually going to someone's house because he knew of a guy and the guy didn't want to ask for it so he was going to the guy's house just to help the guy um, so I guess my question is with COVID, has that changed or has it gotten worse? I, I really haven't seen that it's changed too much. Our, our veterans, we're, we're all pride. You know, we have a lot of pride and, um, we, we tend to not ask for those services even though we need them. Um, but when we do, you know, we really need them desperately. Right. Um, so working with, you know, working with a veteran and, um, all you have to do is really show them empathy, show them empathy, understand their situation. Um, try not to tell them, tell them no, you know, try and try and give them a solution to their issue mm-hmm. um, instead of, you know, because uh, their, their issue yeah. may be, may be fueled by something else that they don't realize. Correct. You know, so, you, and that's what take, that, that's why the, the conversation happens over a cup of coffee or, you know, or a sandwich or something. Just talking to them, find out what the issue is. Um, and, and that's what, that's what makes the relationship. Yeah. Build, you building camaraderie, camaraderie uh, yeah. with your brother or sister. Um, you, you know, you, you're getting them comfortable enough to open up to you about their issues and all that, you know, some, some of that takes time. Some of that takes days. Some of that takes weeks. Um, but you know, if you, if you're coming at them, you know, in a suit and tie and you know, that's probably not the way to go because they're looking at you as more of an authoritative figure and not on their same level. So having that empathy, having that, you know, that similar, um, look makes them feel more comfortable. We have a question from the audience. Uh, Sarah asks, can we adopt a veteran food-wise, like a buddy system, someone near us um, that they can adopt and bring food to, like periodically? Like, is there like adopt a veteran type program that you guys never have? heard of it? But this could be something that could be implemented. I'll run it for you if you want. They can just, yeah. rather than having you got your phone ringing off the hook, just have them call me. And because you're gonna see, you know, touching on what Jason said, it, it's hard. Veterans are very prideful, but I think if you have a veteran who has a family 
he's going to come out and ask for assistance, to, not to benefit, not to help him, but to help his family. Right. I was going. That was my next question: was the families. I know that when John was running Veterans Northeast Outreach, he went. I mean, he went above and beyond for everybody. But if someone had a wife and kids, and I remember there was one story Randy was telling me about a, a guy that was sleeping in his car with his wife and kids. Correct. And um, he had a problem with his paperwork, and they and they weren't sure how they were going to be. A, and John never never said no to this guy. Like, found a way to get this guy into housing, got him a job, um, helped him out with his uh, medical paperwork and everything. Um, you guys, obviously, I'm sure, are helping fa- veterans' families. Can you talk about the veterans' families? Sure. Uh, veterans' veterans' families are part of the whole unit. And if they're not taken care of, the veteran's not going to be taken care of if they're part of the household. So when you're working with a, a, a you know a veteran family, you just want to make sure that you're touching everything that could be involved in you know subsidies, um, making sure their income as a whole unit is up to speed, not just not just the individual but the whole family because that you know that will affect the subsidy things of that nature. You, you know, taking care of the family. I mean, they sacrifice just as much as well. I can't say just as much as the veteran, but they but sacrifice, almost as much. Yeah, sure. They sacrifice yep. a lot. You know, it's so. it's to again piggyback on what Jason said. Maybe the veteran can't work, but doesn't mean we can't help the spouse get a job. Right. Correct. Maybe she has a skill set that could be used. So you're in for the whole family, not just the vet. Exactly. Right. You're in for the whole family. Yep. Um, and so if one uh, of a veteran's son or a veteran's wife, uh, if he can't work, you guys will help him. Correct. Absolutely. You'll help them out. Absolutely. As long as the veteran's part of the household. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. And that can be determined. All right. So. I want to thank our, uh, we got about 15 minutes left. I just want to take, a, a, I don't pump, I get told I don't pump our sponsors enough. <laughs> so I want to pump our sponsors a little bit. McLennan Real Estate. I love Janet McLennan. I'm going to marry her someday. You have about I nine am. wives. You have Shh. Jana, Jana, and... Hey, hey, we don't mess with the Janas. Jana and Jana, I'm sorry. Jana and Jana. I'm yeah. sorry. The, the list keeps going. It, so. it does grow. So I think true. you need to move to Utah or someplace but where I'm, you can do that. But I'm single. So, yeah, I mean, people can't really be outraged by my personal life. There's a reason I'm, why you're single. If I was married, people wanted to be outraged by that. That's fine, but I'm not. Uh, but we love Janet McLennan. We love Matt and Sam and all those guys over at uh, McLennan Real Estate. AFC Urgent Care. If you want to get a COVID test, you go online to the AFC Urgent Care uh, website. You sign up. You register. Lease is amazing. Uh, you drive up with your car. You don't have to get out of your car. They'll test you right in your car. And usually within 48 hours, you'll get a, uh, a, a result of the test, positive or negative. Marseille and Sun Construction. Um, you know, it, it, before it starts getting cold, you need to get a, a new porch, a new roof, give them a call. If you've got inside renovations that need to be done, Marsan and Sun Construction. Uh, we love Ronnie Marsan, and we're hoping he's going to run for city council. EIS uh, Investigation Services and also gun training. Uh, Borelli's Deli. Go into Borelli's Deli when you get your meats, when you get your lunch, and tell them that you appreciate them uh, sponsoring this program because I know for sure Don Smiriglio is getting a lot of crap for for, for supporting the show. Yeah, when I, you have rice balls like he has, you can't compete. That's with true. Like that. where else are you going to go? Right. Right. You're yeah. only hurting yourself if you're boycotting Borelli's. You are for sure. JG's ice cream. We love the Jafrida brothers. Although I don't think we've had a poker game in a couple of months. We should probably try and work that out. Maybe we'll do it here. Could we do a poker game here? Would you guys be okay with that, Ben? If we wanted to schedule a poker I game. would be okay with it. Unfortunately, I'm not high enough on the food chain to make that Well, decision. we just don't tell Dave. That's how things work around here. We just Done. do it. <laughs> we just do it and don't tell Dave. 
All right. Um, and uh, Andover Optical, we certainly appreciate Andover Optical. And a free plug for North Andover Car Wash, Don Scientech, and four-star lighting and equipment. And you know who else I've been forgetting is uh, Climate Designs. It's a free It's a free plug for Climate Designs. There. Uh, hopefully, they'll be back after the beginning. I didn't hear you mention ClearPath. Uh, I, I, I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. And ClearPath, I thought we did. No. Uh, let's see. McLennan, AFC, Marsan, EIS, Borelli. Yep, ClearPath. You're right. And I skipped right to JG's and Andover. See? Optical. Uh, we love ClearPath. Uh, that's why they're here today. Um, is it difficult to explain to non-veterans um, what it is that you guys do? Is it is it difficult for non-veterans to understand what the needs are of a, of a veteran? I think there's there's three real things that a veteran needs. They need their health, they need housing, and they need employment. That's that's kind of the basics, right? Yep. So, so I, I don't know if it would be that difficult to explain to someone that's not a vet. Because um, I always find, as a non-vet, I'm always trying to explain this stuff to other people who are also non-vets. Mm-hmm. And I always have a difficult time trying to get them to understand people who don't understand what, the vet, what, what veterans go through yeah. and why they need the services that they need. And so I always just default to, because our government sucks, mm-hmm. that men and women sign up, put their lives on the line for the safety and security of this country, and when they get out of the service, they get treated like shit by our government. And while there are some services available, and there are some services available, for the most part, there, sh- there are still homeless veterans. Like we, we find them in Lawrence. Correct. We found, I think, three already, four or four already in Lawrence. And it, it's just disgusting to me that you have someone out there who is a homeless veteran, but it's also harder to explain to people why that's more horrible than any other homeless person. You know, there's a lot of people out there say, well, why, why should they get anything special because they're a veteran? They served, they got paid, and they're out. And so it always seems harder for me because I'm in a much more liberal environment than you guys are too, so maybe you don't have what I have. Um, but it always seems very difficult to to explain to them, no, these people went off and served their country, and they deserve this. This is they, they should, They're not entitled, but they should be entitled to all of these services. There should be no such thing as a homeless veteran in, in this country. We provide to the general public, correct? Yep. We provide all those services to the general public. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't our heroes get, get the same thing? Absolutely. And if, you, if you're using money to give to a veteran, it's freeing up money to, that other agencies can use for somebody else. Right. You know, and, and that's what I try to explain to like housing authorities. When you have a housing authority, we want to pull veterans out of there, get them into veteran housing. What does that do? That opens up a slot for a non-veteran to move into housing. Right, correct. And, and that's right. what needs to be done. Um, and, and that's a big issue. Are you getting a lot of cooperation from the local communities? I know Methuen's been very big. Methuen has been huge. Because I Neil Perry's it. like the best when it comes to veterans. But I'm sure there were probably well, other communities out there that maybe not, not as good, right? So, so that's one of the reasons why we did the community-based needs assessment, to find out what those communities' oh, yeah. needs, you know, needs are. And, and we have a couple communities already lined up for that next phase. Mm-hmm. We're working with Methuen Cares to finalize you know, their needs assessment. Um, and then we're going to move on to the next phase of our mm. our plan. So let me so. explain something about that needs assessment. You know, there's been a lot of a lot of things posted online that oh, it's a it's a joke. It's this. Well, what is it? It doesn't mean anything. It's a liberal. It's not a liberal. It's it. The needs assessment was created between Clearpath and Methuen. Questions that were given to the city of Methuen of veteran needs. So those questions were given. So they wanted to see what other veterans thought, and some of the questions were just basic. Do you know there's a veteran service officer? Have you ever visited the veteran service officer? You know, uh, has he ever gotten back to you? I get a lot of complaints in my office um, from people calling VSOs and not them not getting back to them. Not Methuen, but I'm saying in general. And you know, and it's like uh, VFWs. Do you know there's a VFW? Have you did you 
join the VFW? Or did you join the American Legion? If yes, why not? And then there's comments. And that's all it is. And some people say, well, what's your income? You know, why they ask me, what is my income? Well, the income is, is going to decide whether you qualify for specific benefits. Right. Spe- specific benefits. Yeah, yeah that works. So, yeah. it, unfortunately, that's just the way the, the whole world runs. If you make too much money or if you have too much in assets, you're not going to get the benefit. But it doesn't mean that ClearPath can't find another way to help you. Right, right. So that's that's really what it is. So the new assessment is a survey that local veterans fill out to let the town know and ClearPath know what it is that they need. But it also right. helps the veteran service officer to know, okay, I may be slacking over here because I'm getting this, seeing this on the assessment. So let me... Let me work on that a little bit. Right. right. And it is a benefit. Yeah. So so in those, uh, you know, assessments or surveys, it's not like we're going to be able to provide every single aspect of what the needs are. So we're going to work with our, you know, other nonprofits in that community if it's, you know um, – our, our friends in Haverhill or Boston or, you know, the other um, veteran nonprofits, we're going to work with them to make proper referrals for housing, make proper referrals if, if they're in the North Shore. Maybe maybe they have a, a job program that they they have that we could utilize for our vet. Right. You know, it's we're not trying to recreate the wheel. We're not trying to um, take over anything. We're just trying to serve those veterans within the community um, that reach out for help. So we were going to have the girl with the puppy here today. She couldn't make it. I feel slighted. Well, well, no, I'm, I'm asking because the canine program is amazing. And I have a friend, uh, Donnie Jarvis. I don't know if you know him. He's a, he's, and he's got Mocha. And prior to him getting Mocha, he was a very different person. And now that he's got Mocha, he's a very different person in the mm-hmm. positive way. And so I, I was really excited to have her here because I wanted you guys to talk a little bit about the canine program. I know we talked about it on the last time you were here, but I think it bears repeating because uh, the canine program really does help veterans who are by themselves. Correct. Um, so our, our um, service dog canine program, we there's multiple levels to this. There's a, a program that will provide a service dog to a veteran free of charge. And then there's also obedience training for those that already have pups that may need that assistance. And not necessarily a service dog. Not necessarily a service oh, dog. So those dogs could be trained um, uh, emotional support, mm-hmm. you know, a, a therapeutic um, service or therapeutic dog or however they, you know, term it today. But um, you could bring a dog there for obedience training and go through the phases, get them a- AGC uh, certified, which is through the American Kennel Club, and then you know, in line for that final ADI certification, which is recognized by the VA, the only certification that's recognized by the VA. for And this is all free for veterans. All free for vets. So if they have a dog, they can bring it to you for training to help. Correct. If they're looking for a service dog, they can go to you for, what if someone has a dog they want to donate? What if someone has a dog that they say, maybe my, maybe this puppy would be great for, for a veteran and maybe it's not working out so much for us. Can they just donate a dog to you or how does that work? Um, I guess it would have to be a case by case basis. I mean, um, you know, some dogs can have, bad habits and there are there are you know some animals that we may not take into our program because of that right um not every service dog yeah. that goes into training will actually make the grade you may not doesn't mean it's a bad dog you may not graduate correct or you know so. repetition through the uh, obedience program right. so you may need multiple you know multiple times through to have that dog trained properly because these dogs just don't wear an orange vest that say veteran service dog and, and walk around i mean 
I know someone, a veteran, his dog wakes him up in the middle of the night if he has a nightmare. My son. Yeah. It wakes him up. Or picks up his keys for him because he has a he can't use one of his hands or turn can turn a stove off. Really, if they smell gas. Wow! Turn on lights. Turn on lights. Wow. Open doors. Yeah, that's so, a, that's amazing. Um, I've seen service dogs. If you get too close to somebody in a line at a store, the service dog will actually get behind his block owner yep. and block it to keep that person a distance. So it, there is a lot of training that goes on, but the the program that ClearPath offers will also help a a veteran be able to. Work with his dog, too, because mm-hmm. you got to be able to work with the dog. It's a partnership. So any veteran can bring a dog that has been trained elsewhere to ClearPath for an eval and certification, but there is a charge to that piece. Okay. Actual training, anything like that, um, our training through ClearPath for any veteran uh, to receive a dog, free of charge. Fantastic. Now, is it one of the things I haven't talked about is female veterans. They, I would imagine that female veterans have a little bit more unique needs than male veterans. Am I wrong about that? No, it's, no that's, I mean, you know, we all, we as vets all have some issues and, and some are the same, but with the female population, that is a little different only because of this, you know, a lot of the services are directed um, towards men mm-hmm. and not so much towards females. Uh, working with a female uh, veteran last week, um, there were some issues of MST. They put her in a all men's group, MST uh, military sexual trauma. Okay. They put her in a all men's group. That's probably not appropriate. <laughs> right. And that was something done by the VA. Right. Um, you know, so a lot of those programs, uh, they they may be developed, but they may not be in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Western Mass has a lot of veteran uh, female veteran programs. Soldier on, uh, great organization as well. Um, that has housing for veterans mm-hmm. and also, um, you know, uh, services for female veterans out there that and work strictly with female vets. Do you guys work with other organizations? Like I know John McDonald um, asked me to be on the board of Veterans Assisting Veterans as a uh, as an honorary member because I'm not a veteran. Um, and I know that they do some great work. Do you, do you work with those kind of organizations too? John is a John is a great guy. You can he will go out of his way to help a veteran. Yes, we have worked with. Uh, um, John McDonald, we've worked with with other these smaller agencies or smaller nonprofits that are come out. Yeah, everyone has a niche. Mm-hmm. Everyone has something to bring to the table. We so, are, we are willing to work with any agency that has the same mission as us as serving veterans. So if you're a veteran or you have a veteran in your family or you know a veteran that needs some kind of help, it could be something small like they're having a hard time making their mortgage payment, or or they're behind on their electric bills, or they need food. Um, because of COVID, or or they or they maybe they're alone and they're lonely and they need a service dog. Please contact Clear Path for Veterans New England. Um, if you if you don't know how to do that, contact me and I'll put you in contact with Jason or with Randy or anybody else over at uh, Clear Path. Um, and if you and if you have a job opening for a veteran, if you have a job opening and you'd like to hire a veteran. Please let us know. Please let them know uh, because they've got they've got like a whole bank of veterans names um, that are looking for work, and you know we can we can maybe help them out a little bit. So just I know we're running out of time, but I had a call from a, a Methuen resident who had a friend in Drakeit who owned a business that built floor sanders. That morning, while handing out food, he was telling me he's been out of work for over a year. He was a mechanical assembler. What what it was a phone call. Now he's he's been working there almost five months, and it's the greatest job he's had. Well, that's great. You know, and, and also and also um, our nonprofit provides training programs. We're working with mm-hmm. um, Rhymes Propane. 
Okay. And they have a CDL training program, CDLA, CDLB, where we're going to be working with them to get some of our veterans trained, trained up for a CDL license. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Jason Gilbert, Randy Carter from Clear Path for Veterans, New England. I actually got it right. It only took me six weeks. Thanks, Tom. But I finally did get it right. I was calling it Clear Path, New England for Veterans. I'm only a volunteer. I, I, well, we we, we got to change that though. We got to get him, get the guy a job because you know how much trouble this guy makes when he's not working. Oh, I know. Like I know he volunteers and he Known puts a lot a of time, time in, but but you should see the trouble this guy gets in. If people think I get in trouble. I'm usually bailing him out. Um, if if you know a veteran. <laughs> Sorry, a little too much disclosure there. Um, if you know a veteran who could use some help, if you're a veteran that could use some help, don't 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 be shy about it. Don't be embarrassed about it. Uh, you, if you've served your country, or someone in your family, or your friends have served their country, they deserve these benefits. Give Clear Path New England a call or an email. Find them online. Um, if you can't do that, call me. Uh, instant message me on Facebook. Obviously, you're watching this on either Facebook or YouTube. Or you're listening on God, like everything, right? Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Oh, not Apple Podcast, by the way. Um, I got a couple of complaints this week that Apple Podcast is behind like three months or four months that they can't find the new shows on Apple Podcast. Um, and and glad, that's why I'm glad you brought that up. We but will we, get that corrected. But we today. are, but we are on Spreaker and Podbean and all the audio podcast platforms. Google Podcast. Uh, Google Podcast. So find find me on Facebook, Tom Duggan, or the Valley Patriot newspaper. Um, or or find Clear Path for Veterans New England online and um, and let them know that you know a veteran, that you have a veteran that could use some help. So this week with the holiday, we will not be there on Thursday. We'll be there on Wednesday. Correct. But after that, it'll be Thursdays. Back to Thursdays. All right. Okay, fair enough. And also, um, they can reach us, info at clearpathne.org, or they can call us at 978-384-8800. All right, and I want to thank our sponsors once again. You can roll that up there, uh, Ben. We're actually going to finish almost on time today. Uh, JG's Ice Cream. Love JG's Ice Cream. Maybe we'll go there after the show. Um, we'll make Randy pay, though. Uh, Andover Optical, if you need glasses, you need eye exam. I just bought new glasses, but I think I'm going to go get a second pair at Andover Optical just to thank them for sponsoring the show and advertising in the Valley Patriot. AFC Urgent Care, go get your COVID tests. Sign up online. You have to sign up online. Uh, but it is free, and go. you can drive to um, AFC Urgent Care in Methuen on Merrimack Street, and they will take care of you. Borelli's Deli, go in and thank Don Smiriglio. Uh, we love him. He does a lot for the community. Clear Path New England, Clear Path for Veterans New England. Uh, who else did I miss out? McLennan Real Estate, Marsan and Sun Construction, Four Star Lighting and Electric. Wow, that list is getting longer. Oh, and I longer, almost forgot too. You have uh, Christina Traficanti said to say hello. Oh, Christina. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to give you a kiss, but I ain't doing that. Yeah, don't do that. No, I'm not. She's free to kiss me. You are not free to kiss me. Understood. And I agree 100%. All right. Well, Melvin Taylor says go home. We're going to take the week off next week. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.